Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of the Territory Talk podcast, the official podcast of the Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans, Jameson Olive here with you as always, recording tonight's edition immediately following the Panthers' 3-2 victory over the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena. Panthers picking up a nice win there. Back-to-back victories heading into the game against Dallas at the time of this recording, folks. So that's where we are and how we're recording this uh, edition of the Territory Talk podcast. The Panthers, of course, coming off back-to-back wins at the time of this recording. Matthew Kachuk's all-star announcement coming a couple of days ago, so we'll uh, talk about that here in just a moment. And our featured guest this week, Alexander Barkov, Panthers captain. And we've got a video edition of that uh, as well for this week's episode of the Territory Talk podcast. So again, lots to get to. Panthers just wrapped up that win over Detroit. Again, Doug Plagans, Jamison Olive here with you. But uh, Jamison, at the time of this recording, back-to-back wins for the Panthers. Important to start off this road trip on a good note. Sergei Bobrovsky was outstanding in the game against Detroit. Pivotal moments. The save on Adam Ernie on the breakaway. The save on Dylan Larkin early in the third period. Uh, pivotal moments in that hockey game. The Panthers Panthers won the special teams battle, the goaltending battle, the uh, five-on-five, of course, was strong as it always is. The Panthers got the win over Detroit, so the Panthers feeling good now as this road trip gets going and this big January grind gets going as well. Yeah, no, huge to, you know, kind of start things off with that win over the Coyotes at home, springboard onto this road trip, get this first win in Detroit to kick things off. Because you look at this road trip as a whole, we've talked about it before, uh, four huge games. So you have Detroit, you got Dallas, you got Colorado, you got Vegas. If you take three or four, I think you, you come home for that game against Vancouver feeling like your season's turned a corner. It's mm-hmm. drastically different. You, you, you've probably gained some ground in the standings, and you're feeling good heading into, you know, back on the road after that game against Vancouver for some more huge games later this month. If you take two of four, you're still fine. It's you're not still the end in the, of the hunt. world, but you're still thinking that run's got to come. You still got to have the yeah. run. So for the Panthers now to get that first win in Detroit, you look ahead, you got to get two more out of those three games, Dallas, Colorado, and Vegas. And they're confident. They're confident they can. They're confident in that room right now, especially when you're getting games like that from Sergey Bobrovsky, when you're getting games where the special teams goes you know, two for two on the power play and five for five on the penalty kill like they did against the Red Wings. Um, and like you said, the five on five, the Red Wings actually had a slight edge in that game, but it didn't matter because they won the special teams battle. And that's just what the Panthers need to do. Obviously, they've been so good at five on five all season. They've been one of the top teams at five on five in this league. If you look at a lot of the underlying analytics. Um, So for the Cats, it's just about also, you know, having that, but then, you know, getting some big penalty kills, scoring some clutch power play goals. Um, So for these guys, and let's not forget goaltending, always number one in the NHL, the most important thing for any team. Um, If they can keep building off these games, which it seems like right now, and I asked a lot of the guys after the game, you had that win over Arizona. Was this another building block? And they all said, yeah, yeah, so if you can keep adding building blocks like this, um, they're going to be in a good spot, but they got to keep it going. they got to turn these two games, like we, we talked about, into that run that we've talked about. And we've said before. The run we, doesn't need to be 13 in a row We're like not New saying Jersey. We're yeah. not even saying eight in a row. We're saying six of eight. Just, win, just six of eight, something like that. A really strong run where you're picking up ground, you're picking up points in the standings. Um, that's what this team needs, and they've started off really well here yeah the Panthers uh, have won a couple at the time of this recording couple in a row and uh, have things going in the right direction as they head into Dallas again at the time of this recording we're recording in Detroit on a, it's a late uh, night recording night it's yeah we're, we're heading into uh Saturday morning the wee hours we sound if we sound a bit drowsy that's why it's a late yeah, night recording so, uh, Jameson you you mentioned special teams uh thought of this 
if the Panthers had a kickoff return unit or a punt return unit, who who do you think would be running? Who do you think would be the kick return man <laughs> for the Panthers or the punt returner? Is this coming up because we're approaching the, the, the playoffs yeah, we're here in the NFL? Special team. Yeah. Okay. I, I, so I think Ryan Lomberg could be a good return man. Just straight line speed. He's got the speed for sure, but if I'm going for a return man. Yeah, actually, I think he nailed it. I think it's Ryan Lomberg. <laughs> I think Ryan Lomberg would be if if I needed to. Because I also a... think he could stiff arm some guys. I think he can break yeah. some tackles. I think, yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think we nailed it. I think if we ever have a Panthers flag football team or something. Ryan Lomberg's taking kicks. the return man, talking yep. special teams here on the uh, territory. Vice versa, podcast. who who do you have kicking on this team? I f- I'm just going to, and not just because he's our featured guest coming up, but I just feel like he's a, such a natural athlete that he could adjust. I feel like if you if you gave Alexander Barkov a bag of footballs and put him out in front of a goalpost for a while or just had him do straight kickoffs for a while, I feel like he'd, he could he could handle it pretty well. I'm going, Gu- like I'm going Gus Forsling. I feel like I have to look at him, and I feel like that guy, if he put his mind to yep. it, could, could kick some footballs. That's a, a good one, too. That's a good one. It's the, it's, the, it's the guys you look at and say, that guy's just an athlete. On can the probably flip do side some, some of, other things. of special teams, <laughs> I think if uh, from the, on the kickoff unit, I think Ryan Lomberg would be the first guy down the field, too. <laughs> He's making all Punt the Punt return tackles. unit, the guy, da- the guy getting down there to, to down it at the one. Who's quarterback now? Now we're just going through this. I feel like Barkov would be a pretty good quarterback. I feel I'm like still I looking could, at him as a tight end, though. I could see Eric Stahl being able to fling it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see Eric yep. Stahl as the, the one-last-ride quarterback, like the the the, the 38-year-old quarterback, the, the late-game Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I can see him in the huddle. I can see yep. him calling out the play. Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. couple rings on his fingers. And he's he's got the height and the size to be that like yeah. drop-back passer. I can see it. Marks is tight end. They've been in the game together a long time. Yep. Why not? We've gone off the rails here on Territory <laughs> Talk, but I think the folks might be enjoying it out this there. This is a different if version. You have, if you have any input, uh, at Doug Plagans, at James. It's a different Cooper. version of fantasy football. This is us just making a fantasy revolving around football. Radko Gudis is the blocking fullback. <laughs> oh, you, you, Short yardage. Nobody could bring him down. Nobody. Bob's the coach. Yep. I, 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 could, see, I could see him... Uh, I could see him also being a good possession receiver. I could see Niter being the young first-round pick, up-and-coming wide receiver slot guy. Yeah, that's another good one. If you want to make your own Panthers football team, if if you have any us. other suggestions as for uh, what a good position for a Panther <laughs> uh, playing football would be, send it along to. And us. then once once April rolls around, we'll get into baseball. Yep, we'll, <laughs> we'll pick an infield. I think we've done that. We probably have. I feel like this has been discussed. I think we did like batting order. But I, I, I feel like since the last time, Territory Talk's showing its age now because I could say since the last time we got on that tangent, yeah. I think the roster's turned over enough that I think we could have a totally fresh version of that conversation. Yeah, some people are, have been tracking our tangents. So, uh, yeah, Noah, North Miami Beach, uh, probably among them. But, uh, folks, Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Let's get into our conversation with Panthers captain Alexander Barkov. Welcome back to another video edition of Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Panthers presented by our friends at Baptist Health. Doug Plagans, Jameson Olive here with you as always 
joined by a man who needs no introduction. Panthers captain Alexander Barkov here with us. Thanks very much for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Well, we haven't done a video edition of Territory Talk. It's been about, what, four, six weeks or so. Yeah. Ryan Lomberg was the last video edition of Territory Talk. So this is not something we do for just anybody. So uh, big shoes to fill for you here. Uh, Sasha, I mean, this feels like a good time to get you on the podcast. We haven't talked to you in a bit, but I got to ask, this is season 10 for you. Uh, we've both pretty much been there the whole time. We've seen you grow over the years, but just for yourself, does it feel like 10 seasons in the NHL at this point? It definitely doesn't feel like 10 seasons, but it does feel that, that I've been here for, for a little while. Like, of course, time goes by really fast. Uh, like teams change, guys change on the, in the organization, but it still feels like it hasn't been 10 years, like pretty much like two or three years. I still remember my first year, like I remember a lot of stuff from there, so it feels like it was yesterday. And obviously those first couple of years are big learning years. You're learning a ton of new stuff every day, especially for you coming over from Finland, just learning the culture over here, just how to get around, all those things. But now that you've been here 10 seasons, what's the day-to-day -day lessons like when you come to the rink? Yeah, you know what, like, of course, that time I was still learning about, like, navigating to the to the rink and like navigating navigating where I'm where I live and stuff like that like learning what kind of people here is but I'm still learning about like mostly about hockey uh learning something every day like we have uh like new new people in this organization so learning about them learning about systems about that stuff so it's always learning it's never like it's never gonna stop <laughs> and you've been here 10 years now but it seems like you felt pretty at home here in Florida pretty quickly. What's it meant to, you know, just look at this area as a, as a home for you now for a decade? Yeah, I'm, I'm really fortunate that I've been here. I've, I got to be here like, I got drafted here by this organization, by this place. It's an unbelievable place to, to be, to live. Uh, not enough good things to say about, about it. You have everything you need. Uh, you have good weather 99% uh, of, the, of the time. So there's no like you can't really complain about anything here and uh, team team made me like welcome me really, really well right away, like gave me a really good chance. My first couple of years, even when I wasn't playing well, still gave me a good chance. And uh, yeah, now I'm here and still still learning and still trying to trying to be better every day. And yeah, it, like I said, it never stops like I'm just the same guy, just a little older and trying to get better every, every day. When you first got here, everyone was kind of spread out in terms of living. There was guys in Boca at the time, Fort Lauderdale, out here out west. Now it seems like you only really have out west Parkland and Fort Lauderdale, and you by yourself are holding down Boca now these days. Are you in Boca for good? Obviously there's a new practice rink opening up downtown. Any thoughts about moving ever, or do you love being the guy in Boca? Yeah, I, I love Boca a lot. It's really calm there, and uh, I know some coaches were there last year. Uh, but not, right now I'm by myself. Uh, I know a lot of former former Panthers players live there. Jova lives there, and so I get to see him once in a while there. And uh, yeah, I like Boca. I don't mind. I don't mind a little drive. Like it takes me 35 minutes here, and probably same same thing to the new practice ring. So yeah, I I don't mind it at all. Like as long as I like to. To live there. And what's the drive like? We all drive a lot down here. You usually have probably 30 minutes, I'm guessing, between Boca and here. How do you spend that time, yeah. you know, whether it's coming to a game, after a game? Obviously, I'm sure a lot of music, but you just a lot of time to think, I assume, too. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, of course, coming here, it's mostly highways, so you need, need a little music or something going on. 
but I think the new where the new practice ring gonna be you you don't have to drive the highway you can go like Ocean Avenue or uh, Federal yeah. yeah so that's that's gonna be nice and a couple things on that first I think a lot of the folks out there probably want to know what kind of music are you listening to these days on that drive to and from anything everything like I'm not a I don't have a like specific like specific thing that I listen to. Of course, I have my favorites like Kaigo, like Pitbull, that kind of stuff, but they're pretty spread out. Like it could be a, one day it could be some kind of rap and the next day it's going to be like electronic music. Um, Were you into Pitbull before you got here or did you adopt that way in South Florida? No, I was into him a little bit before. Uh, he, he, was, Finland. he was a big deal over there already, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he was huge, huge deal, especially at that time when I, when I got here. He had some he was ruling the world. Mr. 305, yeah. Exactly, and when I came here, I found, like, I figured out why he's Mr. 305. <laughs> and something else I've, I've always appreciated about you, and I want to know how you do it, because I know you're a guy that, you like all sports, you follow everything, you keep your eye on a lot of stuff, and you're just one of those guys, just, you just love sports. The NHL schedule, obviously, is pretty demanding. How do you find time to follow everything? And after hockey, I, I know you like racing. I know you like basketball. What's the main thing you're keeping your eye on? You guys are going to be surprised. I love darts. What? Yes. Darts. It's a uh, world championships going on right now. And semifinalists. Uh, D-A-Z-N. Is that like a website? It's an app. Really? A streaming app. So it's a huge deal in England. Mm -hmm. It's growing in like some parts of Finland, that's for sure. And uh, I know it's growing in Czech, but for some reason, it's not a big thing here. You guys think it's a, it's a- we see sometimes, yeah. no one's doing it like competitively, really. Yeah, I saw it two years ago. I, I started watching, like my friend show, actually Lefci showed me, yeah. showed me the darts and they had huge like audience, thousands of people there singing, like soccer fans, obviously, yeah. singing players' names and the guys are just throwing darts. And that's when I fell in love. and. I follow them a lot, so darts and obviously tennis for me is the main thing. Well, a couple things on that. Well, first of all, I've seen your jumper around a basketball hoop. You're, you're a natural athlete, I'm sure. Down the road, if, if you want to pursue a career in darts yeah. uh, after hockey's over, you, it seems like something you could play for a long time. I, I, have, uh, I have faith in you being able to put together a career in darts. Do you, do you have a favorite dart player? Michael Van Gerwen. And now, what, what tell, us about, tell us about Michael Van Gerwen, I gotta know, yeah. Yeah, I guess he's like 33 years old now. He's uh, from Netherlands, as you can figure out from his name. And uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Like he's, I guess he started very young. He was really good when he was young. Like he was beating already number one players in the world. And he's still there, like 33 years old. I think he still has like 30 more years than yeah. him. So yeah, he's exciting to watch. If he showed up here, would you be a little starstruck? Like he's for yeah. sure. Really? Yeah. So we gotta find him. We gotta find him. Yeah, we gotta get him to a game. We gotta Let's get him over get, here. Retweet this. Share it with everybody. Yeah. Let's get him out here. Now, I've never seen a dartboard here at the arena or at the practice rink. Is there one we don't know about, or do you just keep this at home? You have a nice dart set up at home. We have one in the locker room. Yeah. We set it up for this year, and of course, I have a really nice one at home. So, who are the dart guys on the team? Nobody yet, but we're working <laughs> towards it. Well, you also can't be too good off the bat because you're going to scare them away. I feel like you got to ease them in. Yeah, I should miss the board once in a while to <laughs> let them know that 
I'm playable. Well, I want to ask, obviously, darts, racing, everything. We went through the list. I know a couple days ago, a couple games ago, you met Logan Sargent, who's racing for Williams next year. Just what was that like, and when did you kind of get into racing? Because, oddly enough, a lot of F1 drivers have come from Finland. You have Hakkinen, you have Raikkonen. Bottas is still there right now. What is it about Finland and racing? It's a good question. Like, uh, in Finland, we actually have those speed limits that you can't really go over. So... I don't know how all of a sudden in that country we have like fastest drivers in the world, but it's it definitely it's a big thing in Finland. Everybody's following Formula. Bottas is the number one guy right now. I pro only one guy in, right now, but he is a legend. And Raikkonen was a legend. Hakkinen was a legend. Some other guys too. So yeah, and also it was really nice to meet the sergeant. I know he's a local guy and. Uh, oh, really, okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, really nice guy. Like he, it was easy to talk to him, and so yeah, hopefully see him, see him in Miami. Do you ever cross paths with any of those Finnish racers? I know probably when you do charity things back home. Do you ever see any of those guys? No, I never met any any of them, but would be would be nice to meet them. And do you race at all? I mean, are you in the sim at all? Do you do anything like that? No, I I used to play a video game, mm -hmm. Formula One, but it's been a while now. Now it's all darts. No, it's all dark. So yeah, I don't have much time. You watch some NBA now too, right? Uh, I'd imagine everybody remembers that that highlight a few years back when Dwayne Wade went <laughs> flying over your head. You can never get away from it. That's like attached to your career forever. It's a good. It's a good thing though. It's a good thing. He's going to the Hall of Fame right now. You're a part of that. Yeah. It's big. Who are you keeping your eye on in the NBA? I know your fellow countryman uh, Laurie Markkinen's having a, a nice year. Oh yeah, time. yeah, him for sure. And then obviously Miami, I follow them a lot. I know uh, I know a guy from there. Not the player. Uh, met him like pretty much my first year and he's been helping me with tickets so I, I know him very well and follow them a lot and stay in touch with him. They're really nice guys there and I wish them all the best. Laurie Markin obviously in a game of one-on-one -on -one probably takes you most times but horse do you think he could you know hold your own against Laurie Markin and a horse? No chance he's no? he's an NBA player I'm just a fan so. You're a good shooter no. though we've seen you drill some I'm shots over here. <laughs> yeah, we've seen you shoot. I need to be on my A plus game and he needs to be on his F game. Could you beat Laurie Markin in darts? I can take him on darts. On darts. <laughs> That's the new barometer for everything now. We're going to have a, a, chari a charity tournament maybe in the summer where you just take on the world in darts. I, I think we'd raise a lot of money with that. But, Sasha, taking it back to the ice, I want to go back. We talked about your whole career here, obviously, the 10 years. Uh, a big part of that was when Yarmir Yager was here. I don't know if you followed the news, but he actually got back into a game, I think it was a week or so ago, at 50. I think he had an assist, looked pretty good. On the power play, Does that surprise you at all? Honestly, nothing surprises me. <laughs> about him anything uh, anymore so yeah he has like five games five yeah. points since coming back and uh yeah i've heard a lot of things that he might might be done but i guess not so it was kind of surprising that he came back but putting up numbers it's not surprising for him is there a part of your game still maybe that you credit to the time that you spent with him and the things you were able to pick up from from playing with him and watching him go about his business every day i think just like uh, putting putting the work in is the is the main thing from that came from him. Uh, there's a lot of good things that he did on the ice, uh, like protecting the puck. His shot was unbelievable, like vision and that kind of stuff. Like of course, I'm not gonna <clears throat> not gonna be like him ever, but I can always work on it. I can always get better at that, and that's what he he taught me. Like he, if you want to be the best, you you need to work more than anybody else and that's what I'm trying to do like of course some some days a little tired not 
not able to do them, but most, most of the days have to push through. When people know we work for the Panthers, one of the first things I always ask is, were you there when Yager was there? And then if so, do you have any good Yager stories? Do you personally have any, maybe one really good Yager story that stands out? Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Uh, like, this is short. I, I can tell you a few, but this is short one. Like, whenever home game, you come to the rink, like, three hours before the game, you're already, like, 30 minutes in the car, blasting music, ready to go. He comes in, his hair is, like, all over the place. Just woke up from four-hour nap. He's like, Barky, don't pass me that puck tonight. <laughs> and then, then I'm like, okay, what should I do then? Then I go tell Hubie that we're not passing the puck to Yox tonight. And then, like, 10 minutes before the game, he comes to me and, Barky, pass me the puck tonight. <laughs> I feel good. So, yeah, he, he was always like that. He was always loose. Uh, but at the same time, all business, he wanted to be better. Like, we, we would have tough tough shifts, tough tough game going on in the second period. Coach would come and yell at us to to get going, and then he would be like, don't worry, guys, we're going to score one, and we're going to be the heroes. And then we keep playing bad. We score one goal, we win the game, heroes. So, yeah. Well, for you, you've had a chance to play between Yarmir Yager, obviously an all-time great, and Roberto Luongo just going to the Hall of Fame. Two great players, Hall of Fame guys, great characters in the sport. And with Lou still being here and still being a part of the organization, what was it like for you to see him, you know, get honored and, and go into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, it's great. He's uh, he definitely deserves deserves every every credit he's had after the career, like Banner raced and his jersey retired and. Hall of Fame and everything else that he's gonna get, he deserves. He he was really good and he was a big, big. Uh, how do you call it? Like uh, example for me and for all the young guys and for whoever who who came here when he was playing. Like his work ethic and his dedication to the game, and at the same time, like he just like Yax, he was loose. He was funny. He I don't I didn't follow I, I didn't have Twitter, but. I guess he was really funny there too, and so yeah, like guy like that who works works really hard every day, and at the same time keeps things loose is really good guy to have in the team. Did you ever do fantasy football in a league with him? Because obviously I know that's one of his specialties. Yeah, I was I was there I think twice or three times. How'd it go? I, I'm auto draft guy. <laughs> auto draft, checking at the end, yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Did you play play this year fantasy football? I I did play, and I think I was like three and seven and then I stopped look checking. We always hear that we always hear the chatter yeah. on the bus. Is it is it all one league? Are there some separate leagues based on like level of intensity about it? Uh, no, we had one as a team and then of course guys would have like some with their friends. I don't really have friends who follow American football and I was kind of forced in that league as well. So You're the captain. you got to be a part of it. Yeah, I, I was forced in that league, so I, I had to be there. And I got out of draft because I don't really know too many players. So Until there's fantasy darts. Yeah. That, that's when you'll come take over. Market cornered on um, that. Berkey, i got to take it back to the ice again for one second just because a couple more questions here. First game back the other night, you had a hat trick. You had five points. That's great in and of itself, but that also meant, I believe, $6,400 for Joe DiMaggio's because you do your donations every year for your goals and your assists. I think the last couple years, a couple hundred thousand dollars with all the points and goals you've been putting up. Just what does that mean in terms of your day-to-day -day being a hockey player giving back? And I know I've been with you to Joe D's once. You were just there uh, with a couple other guys for the holidays. Just how special is just your relationship with Joe D's? 
Yeah, it's great for me. Uh, yeah, it all started like two, three years ago, and ever since, like I know, I know there's at least like one, one extra thing that I'm playing for and trying to trying to pl uh, trying to play better. And uh, all those guys who work there, I met them. I I like them a lot. They they're really, really heroes for, for what they do, and trying to save lives and trying to take care of the kids. And uh, it's amazing place for. I know you, you never want to get there, but if you if you're like unfortunate and you have to have to go there, they take really good care of you and they feel you, they make you feel like you're not at home, but something close to that. So they they are doing a really good job. So I'm I'm really honored to at least do something for them. And I, I've been there really, like I said, when you're there, you're a rock star and all the kids love seeing you and the little barky teddy bears are, are, are great. So that's just, you know, Huge stick tap to you. That's huge what you do in the community. But the last one for me, I feel like we've had you on a couple times. We've had Lundell on a couple times. We always like to talk a little bit about Finland. This is a very Finnish team here in South Florida with you, Etu, Lundi, the list goes and on. And we, we still we talk about it. our trip to Finland there a few years back. We talk about it all time. the time. It so probably comes up once a week in conversation. When you go typical Finnish things, we've talked about chocolate with Lundi, the Kalfizer. We love that. Hesburger. We talked about Hesburger in the past. With you in the past, we talked about saunas and sauna culture. I know you have a sauna back there home. But... One other thing, if you like Google, like what is Finland known for? One of the top things on the list, and I don't know if you know about this, but I assume you do, is Moomin. So tell me a little bit about Moomin, because Moomin looks like the top maybe cartoon or like kids cartoon in Finland. And it looks like it's like a huge deal, like there's merchandise. It's a big deal. But I've never seen you like rock a Moomin shirt or anything like that. No, I think it's more like a kids thing. Mm -hmm. So you're probably not going to see me wearing <laughs> Moomin shirt. Or but did you grow up with it? Were you into Moomin growing up? I wasn't really into that, but I knew that it's it's existing somewhere in Finland, and uh, I know they have like whole island dedicated for them. Like a theme park? Yeah, wow. they, not like Disneyland or yeah. Universal, but like where they film all their all their whatever they do, and then like statues and stuff. Their house, the little like rounded house with yeah. the with the thing, it's all there. Like I haven't been, maybe one day I'll get there. Mm. I remember in Helsinki we saw a Moomin statue like near the hotel. So like, I was like, one of these days I got to find out what's going on here. Um, other than that, is there one thing maybe you're really proud of from Finland that the fans don't know about or we haven't talked about? The reindeer? I mean, the holidays just passed. Am I proud about reindeer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm proud to be a Finn. Finn so it's a great country and I love spending time there. I I'm really happy that I was, I grew up there and, um, so yeah, I have nothing bad to say about Finland, so I'm proud Finn. Well, we love Finn. We're, we're proud Finnish guests. We like yes, Finnish guests. I, would, I would love to go back someday. Yeah, the back. the yeah, Carl do. Fazer chocolate, that stuff. I think I filled up yeah. half a suitcase with that stuff when we went up there. <laughs> Couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, there's tons in the locker room. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, good stuff. Panthers captain Alexander Barkov, kind enough to stop by here on a video edition of Territory Talk. And as I mentioned, this isn't something we do for everybody, but uh, for the big time guests, Ryan Lomberg, yourself, Territory Talk Video Edition, we thank you very much for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. Big thanks, Panthers captain Alexander Barkov, for stopping by on this week's edition of the Territory Talk podcast. And, Jameson, we talked a little bit of hockey. We talked a little bit of off the ice. But uh, I think uh, if you ask me five years from now, I'll probably say that was the that was when we found out how much Alexander Barkov loved darts. That was the darts conversation, yes. yeah. And the craziest thing about that is 
I had no knowledge of the world of darts. Neither did I. That's why you that heard it in my up voice. Or on that podcast, that conversation was where we did no. That came up. And we some, did, sometimes we, we do like a pre-interview chat where we're like, "Barky, anything you want to talk about?" or you know things like. We had no idea he was dropping that bomb on us, and he knew it was a bomb. He teed yep. it up, as you guys are not going to believe this. And for a second, I thought that was a little strange, and we all did. We're like, "What darts? That's crazy." Um, so he told us a little bit more. We learned a little it's bit about big darts. overseas. It's, so it's not just big overseas. Obviously, it is very big overseas. Yep. But the craziest thing is, and he said his favorite dart player, Michael Van Gerwen. I, th- I believe that was his name, Michael Van Gerwen. From the Netherlands. In, in, from the Netherlands. Just still still doing it at, at a, I think he's late 30s. Just a, a pioneer in darts. I'd never heard of him. I'd heard nothing about professional darts. But maybe the next day after we recorded that or two days after, there was that clip that went viral of him losing in the dart championships to another guy, I think it's something, something Smith, and like uh, like Barstool put it out, ESPN tweeted it. Yes, it went everywhere. It. Yeah. There was like an electric, crazy final. It, like like Barky said, it was like a soccer match. But how crazy! I never seen a dart clip in my life. And two days after we talk about darts with Barky, that clip goes viral with the guy he mentioned, and it's everywhere. So you know what? After watching that, I'm not gonna seek it out. But if I'm at home and like a dart championships on, I'll leave it on now. I'll leave it on. And as Jameson said, a lot of times... I'd also like to play darts with Barky now. I want to see how good he is. I think uh, I think we should... Yeah, we should get on that. And that could be another video feature yep. down the road. Put that in the uh, on the to-do list. But with that conversation... And to take you behind the scenes, folks, a lot of times when we do these... When we do the long sit-down conversations with guys, we go in with a little bit of a, a plan, a little bit of an idea, some bullet points. Like, you know, these are some things we can talk about. Hey, we can get into this with him. Uh, you know, just going back in time, there have been a number of those things. Like Barky, uh, we knew we wanted to get a Yogg story because every time he comes on, we want a Yogg yeah, story. Because they're always good. Well, and that was a great one. If we're going back in time, I don't know why this came to mind, but I remember like, you know, no longer a Panther, but I remember talking to Frank Vetrano and we said, hey, he really likes sneakers. So let's yeah. get into sneakers. So, yeah. you know, we, we do a little bit of that kind of stuff, a, a little bit of prep, things to talk about but we did not go into that conversation saying hey let's let's touch on darts because we know that uh that barkov's barky barky guy. came up with an announcement to make he wanted to put his dart love out there and that was where <laughs> that was where we first started talking about darts so that's going to be the uh the alexander barkov but we covered a lot there and that was we a long did. that was a long combo thanks to thanks yeah, very to, generous with his yeah, time thanks, thank thanks to Shasha for, yeah. for sharing so much time with us we covered yogs we covered some finished things uh, the moomin which uh which i first i'd heard of it yeah big fan of the moomin i actually got like two books for for my niece although i feel like when we were in finland that was a thing then right well, there was a statue like two feet from the yes. hotel i i remember something about it from yeah back so yeah. that that's pretty crazy and like you said the the the, the chocolates in the locker room i see lundy always always popping those those little mini chocolates from carl Fazer. so they must get them imported somebody's mm-hmm. paying for the for the shipping from finland but an importer exporter it. it's worth it's worth it art vandalay art vandalay um but yeah huge huge shout out to barky for for taking the time with us there and just Kind of where we kicked it off there with him. I also just can't believe it's been, you know, this is season 10 for Barky. Yeah. And I, I, I remember his first goal, which is, you know, crazy enough, that first goal, first uh, NHL game at Dallas. Yep. And now we're going back to Dallas here. We're going, yeah. Yeah. So even back then, you knew it was going to be special, but I don't think any of us, you could never imagine, you know, where you're going to be in 10 years. But now that when you look back then, you look to where you are now, you're like, yeah, makes sense. Yep. Makes sense that Barky's still here, captain, you know, eight-year deal. You kind of knew back then cornerstone of the franchise and uh another cornerstone of the franchise matthew kachuk 
announced. What a segue! Yeah, great. Se- that's it for 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 almost being mi- midnight. I'm really impressed with that segue. That, well, thank you very much. <laughs> we 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 uh, we're always on the clock. I'm Not just midnight, but like a game day midnight where we started working this morning. We've at had like a lot seven going a.m. On. Yeah. yeah, there's been a lot going on today. Matthew Kachuk, all star in his first season as a Panther, and uh, of course doing everything for this team right now, leading the team in goals, assists, points, penalty minutes at the time of this recording, which uh, has happened a decent amount in the modern era, but not that much to to lead your team in all four of those stat categories. I looked the other day, actually, his dad, uh, Keith, led the 96-97 Coyotes in goals, points, and penalty minutes, but not assists. There have been a few guys who those recently- Was that a good Coyotes team? I believe it was a decent Coyotes team. Because the Coyotes are one of those franchises where... They were coming off a playoff appearance. But they're one of those franchises where historically, like, they've had some runs and they've had some stinkers, but I never know when each one was. Because they've all had similar... Like, there a lot have of been the, ups and downs. But there's been a lot of guys... But like, I feel like a few franchises have, in the last 20 years have had has, like, such frantic ups and downs as they have. Which, like, you could say, like, oh, you know, like, the 2005 Coyotes. And I said, mm-hmm. Did, is that the one that went to, like, the finals? Or what happened there? You know, it's just, like, things like that. And so, yeah, interesting. We actually looked it up. Uh, shout out to, to Jeff Wessel, who's uh, the producer of the Panthers broadcast on Bally Sports Florida. But I, I actually... Some freelance producing here for Territory Talk. I ran that by him the other day. And uh, we, we looked up the information. And there have been a handful of guys who finished seasons w- leading their team in goals, assists, points, and penalty minutes. Uh, and, and you look at it, and for different reasons, a lot of them make sense. Brad Marchand's done it. Jeremy Roenick's done it. Uh, recently, Dylan Larkin did it uh, a few years back. And it was a Red Wings team that was in a lot of transition. And he's not the type of guy to take that many penalties, but he just played a lot. And I think that was what ultimately led to him uh, leading the team penalty minutes. But you go way back in time. Uh, Maurice, the Rocket Richard did it, uh, you know, way back, I believe, in the uh, it was in the 40s or 50s. So it's not something it's something that has happened, but not something that happens all the time. But it does illustrate just how much of an impact uh, Matthew Kachuk has made on this Panthers team in every possible way this season. Yeah, on ice, off ice, he's just become a great one of the faces of the franchise, you know, him and Barkov, you know, Ekblad, the guys that have been here for a long time. Uh, but he's so quickly just embraced South Florida and South Florida's embraced him right back. And for him to be, you know, the hometown guy, as he calls himself here, uh, for the, the mayor All-Star of the All Star game. game. He's That's gonna be I the mayor him. of the All Star game. Yep. He's gonna be driving around Fort Lauderdale on his golf cart. He said he's got about twenty friends and family coming. Um, he's gonna be the king of that weekend. Uh, you know, like Mardi Gras, you like the king. He's gonna be the king of All Star Weekend here for the Panthers. And you know, that's just it's a, it's a great time for that to happen because you know, year one of an eight year deal just got here, letting it up on the ice. Um, he's not only a face of the Panthers, but he, he should be, I think, more of a face of the NHL than he is. And this I is think a great, that's on its way. And this is a great opportunity for that to move forward a bit more, I think. And he's going to be everywhere. He's going to be out there. Um, and I know he's definitely going to you know, represent the Panthers uh, really well. Yeah, I think uh, with the All-Star game being in an American location, American-born player, re- having a great season, uh, and again, a charismatic guy, a guy that everybody's going to want to talk to during the all-star festivities certainly is just going to be scratching the surface. I think in terms of the overall popularity, we're going to see Matthew Chuck reach during his, uh, his, uh, career. And of course, looking at, at that, he's, he's the kind of guy that just pulls you in and captivates you. You always want to listen when he's talking, but his game does a lot of the talking for him and he 
contributes in every possible. But he way, also so. does a lot of talking. He does on he the does, ice, but that's part, and that's that's part of his game, and it's great. Part of his game, part of what makes him uh, a special. Player. And one of my and, one of my most favorite things he did recently was against the Coyotes when uh, Barky gets that hit from behind from Gosses Bear yep. into the boards. Probably should have been a penalty. It wasn't called. So you know what, Matthew Kachuk took matters into his own mm-hmm. hands, went over, defended the captain there, and all the guys loved that. So um, and we talked to Radko Gudis about that. You know, I think uh, the practice after that, and he said, "Love that. That's exactly what you want. You want a guy." that can go out there three goals and assist and do something like that defending the captain huge yeah that was uh, those guys don't grow on trees yeah that was great to see he does it all for this panthers team and and what a game that was uh a win over an arizona team and paul maurice mentioned it too they were coming off some big wins the game before the huge Panthers wins. saw them, they they had they had a lead against the Lightning. The Lightning ultimately came back and won that game. But they were playing some of their best hockey of the they year. Stunt, when the Panthers they saw absolutely them. stunted on the yep. uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep, uh, not a lot of teams do that. The Panthers caught them when they were playing some of their best hockey this season and uh, got that win at FLA Live Arena back on Tuesday night. So uh, again, it was a, a big win, and Matthew Kachuk came up with the uh, uh, one of the big performances in that one with the hat trick in the fourth. And maybe we night. look back a long road ahead, a huge, you know, whole second half of the season coming up. But maybe we look back at that game when it's all said and done and say that was maybe even a more important game than we thought. And it was a game that set the table, set the tone as the Panthers were getting ready to head on yep. to a long trip. Uh, you didn't want to, you didn't want to go on this trip with any kind of negative vibes if you can prevent it and the Panthers got that win to get some get some good mojo rolling before they went on that uh, before they left for this trip so again big game there Panthers have won back to back and uh, and Mr. Olive you've raised your hand you have one well, more I just thing want to, to ask say to the because folks before we wrap things up it's rare we, we we do these shows at the outset of a really long trip so I gotta ask we're just a couple days into this trip we're here for you know another what week or so I think about, I think about well, a week here not not here in Detroit, but we are we're on the road about another week. Do, do, you, do you you don't bring a tablet with you? You have no shows or anything. You don't bring shows no, on I the don't road. Bring do a you? Tablet. you don't bring your show on the road. I take my I I take the show on the <laughs> You're road. You're the show. Yeah, I take the show on the road. No, I just uh, I download a couple podcasts. I brought a book. What's the book? Uh, it's it's an it's actually like a fifteen year a old. novel. It's like a fifteen. No, no, I'm I'm not a big fiction guy. <laughs> It's a it's like a fifteen year old book, but it's about something that happened in the past. So I figure it's not going to go. Well, if it's fifteen years old, it happened at at, at the earliest it's fifteen called, years ago. It's called the Bad Guys one, and it's about the '86 Mets. Oh, that's that sounds fun. So uh, you know, Daryl and Doc and Keith Hernandez and Keith Hernandez and I despise him. So the game, <laughs> the game that spurred the whole nice game pretty boy bit that Newman Sunday and Kramer went to a real game against the Phillies yeah. in June of 87. Yeah. We were just enjoying a nice night, a nice afternoon at the ballpark. And they, yeah, the Mets, and Eric cost him the game. Yeah. The Mets Our day away from was them. ruined. Yes. <laughs> so that real, that was two a real si- game. Two Seinfeld references on this, this territory talk That's, already. And I, there earlier, there was, we a, could have more, you know, I almost had another, I almost threw in another one. What? When we said that that dart player was from the Netherlands, remember Jerry and George sitting at the table? Well, it was like, what's Holland? Then what's the Netherlands? <laughs> then who are the Dutch? Remember that whole bit? For another time. For so, another time. Uh, again, it's it's getting late, and it's time to close out this episode of uh, of territory. Well, well you can do a full book review next episode. It probably won't be done. I listen to I listen to a lot of like sports card podcasts. A few, I should, when I say a lot, I mean like three. Yeah. 
So that's what I bring up. You probably have all kinds of shows and multimedia. I still haven't fired it up. I got the tablet. Stuff. Before we hopped that flight to Dallas, I was planning to, to get a couple shows on there. I haven't decided yet, though. Next episode, I'll do a reveal. You could download the Panthers Insider show. True. I could. So you could listen to that. <laughs> I urge everybody out there to listen to it. I say that to Jameson bit jokingly because he was on the most recent episode of the uh, Panthers Insider show so he could listen back to it and hear himself uh, if that's if that's something one last shout out I did see a lot of fans that we know through just Panther land and you know through the podcast through Twitter we're at that game in Detroit so shout out to all the fans that thanks for, for that making game. the trip hope you the enjoyed your time it was in the Motor easy City. to spot the reverse retros and see a red they yes. really they pop yeah yeah thanks everybody uh, if you made the trip or if you're going to any Panthers road games we love to see the support on the road and you can uh, feel free to tweet us or tag us with that or anything else at Doug Plagans at Jameson Coop on Twitter that concludes this edition of the Territory Talk podcast where in addition to a great conversation with Alexander Barkov Big thanks to him for taking the time, by the way. Uh, we discussed what positions your favorite Panthers would play in football. We discussed Seinfeld. We talked a lot about Matthew Kachuk making the All-Star game, which actually is pertinent to this podcast. The rest of it debatable. But, folks, we thank you very much. But the Kachuk part, the Barkov part, I'd say relevant to the podcast. The rest of it? Relevant to us. We didn't plan it. Kind of like the whole conversation about darts. Yes. We did not plan it. Folks, this has been the Territory Talk podcast. For Jamison Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. You can check it out wherever you find your podcasts. Of course, you already know that because you're tuned in. But there are lots of ways to tune in. Tell your friends to tune in. We will talk to you next time. This has been Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Panthers. We'll talk to you soon.